Welcome to the Essence of Health Tea Time Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Shayla Toombs-Withers. As a double board certified family and obesity medicine physician with over 12 years of experience in medicine, I teach motivated individuals how to achieve their desired quality of life while preventing and reversing chronic diseases. It's tea time. In today's episode of the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast, I have a special guest, Ms. Laura Rutledge. Laura is Chief Navigation Officer, is a former senior HR executive with global multi-industry experience. Laurel has built teams and departments, led large-scale projects, and coached individuals from the plant floor to the boardroom. With a background in people, strategy, and analytics, internal audit, consulting, and risk management, she knows that it takes both people and strategy to build a business or career. Laurel holds a BS in accounting from the University of Houston downtown, an MBA from Indiana University Bloomington, ESADE, Barcelona, and multiple certifications. She hosts The Rutledge Perspective, a weekly live radio show and pre-recorded podcast and alignment vision action on Fireside. Welcome, Laurel. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm very happy to have you. So we will um, go into this. So tell me, how long have you worked within corporate America? So I was in corporate almost 30 years before I decided to start my own business. So it was a a long time uh, from starting out as accounting. And then I ended my career as a, a global VP of HR strategy and analytics for a chemical company. Ah, so that that was quite the extensive yeah. experience there <laughs> yes. too. Yeah, yeah, and so what really led you down that road towards that transition? So, you know, I got an undergrad in accounting because although I really wanted to do psychology, that's what I wanted to do. Um, my dad, bless his heart, was like, honey, I love you, but you got to get a job when you get out. And so- <laughs> I had taken some accounting classes. I'm like, okay, I don't hate it and I can do it. So I'll just do that. Um, and, you know, God's plan is better than ours. And it has, tr- it turned out to be the thing that made me stand out as an HR leader and helped me understand the business better. So I started out doing that, recognized that, you know, that doing that same thing every month was just torturous for me. And I loved logistics. I was working in manufacturing and I, I love that space, things being made tangible. And I started looking at what can I do in my MBA that's a little bit different. And so I designed a major that was operations in international business and uh, went to IU because they had an exchange program in Barcelona. And so I did my MBA with that focus and got to finish my degree in Barcelona. And you know, as I came out, I started doing internal audit. And for folks coming out of school or coming out of an MBA program, and they're not quite sure which department they want to go in, or they're not focused, internal audit is actually a great way to go into an organization if you're a critical thinker, if you can build relationships, if you really have curiosity about the business, because you get to see the entire business, how things work, right? That's what you have to do as an internal auditor. And you real internal auditors understand that it's about moving the business forward and helping understand how to make the business work better and be compliant and all that stuff too, but you are really internal consulting. And so I did that for a while. And then my dad passed away in 96. And I was like, you know, I'm living in Michigan. I don't do that snow thing. I'm going home. (laughs) 
And I got uh, a call. I was calling an old mentor of mine and he said, well, I'm at Deloitte now. Come talk to me at Deloitte. And I thought, no, no, I, you know, cause I did accounting. I am not trying to work at a big firm. I am not, I don't want to wear that blue suit, right? That white <laughs> shirt that, I, <laughs> right. And he's like, no, 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 it's not like that. We're doing all that work that you and I talked about in internal audit, all that risk management stuff. Just, just come talk to me. And I will never forget this again. Sometimes we need to be protected from ourselves, right? For I sure. had a hair appointment and I went to see him <laughs> on a Saturday. My hair was on top of my head. I mean, I looked nice, but I was not like done because he said, just come talk to him. And I ended up meeting the managing partner. I mean, it was like, you know, it was just meant to be. And I spent several years there in Deloitte and then moved to, that was in, in Detroit. So I ended up staying, moved to the Houston office um, to start the practice there, the enterprise risk management practice there. And, um, and then Enron happened. So for those mm. listeners who might be much younger than me, um, when Enron imploded, we shared a garage with them. So I actually saw that happen. I had oh, actually wow. just interviewed with them a couple of weeks before to be in their internal audit department and people walking out with their boxes. I mean, it was just, it was horrible. And mm. I was a senior manager getting ready to go to beauty school, as they call it, to be a partner. And I thought, this isn't for me, the things you have to do at that time, the things you have to do to be a partner that, what have you sold for me lately? We don't care if they really need it. You just got to sell it. That just, it just didn't work for me. And I ended up getting a job um, in Indiana. So I moved back to the, the Midwest and met the most amazing mentor who is still a mentor of mine today. Shout out to John Dickey in Florida, still a mentor of mine today, um, who saw me as, because I went as an enterprise risk management person for them. They were not ready for that. You have to have a certain mindset and culture to be able to truly do risk management. And he came to me one time and he said, have you ever thought about HR? I was like, what you should ask, right? And that's what started my HR career. And, and being in Texas, I'm one of the very few um, native Texans who came back to Texas in HR who had done union negotiations and all of those kind of things that we don't have here. We don't have really big union presence here in Texas. And so I did that for a long time. Finally left there and then went back into HR leading a group in a, a chemical company because um, I love manufacturing in a chemical company. And I just got tired. I got tired. Um, I left as one of only two black women in senior level positions in a global mm. company of 17,000 people. Wow. That is impressive. Yeah. I just, it was, I was tired. I was yeah. tired. It was time to go. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I, I, I love a, a lot of what you said, you know, um, with me being in healthcare, I, I encounter individuals from a different perspective, but a couple of things that you mentioned, one was that you weren't afraid of change. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you weren't afraid to make big, bold moves and afraid yeah. to, to make changes, especially when it came to things that you felt you needed, you know, mm -hmm. whether you needed to be closer to family or you yes. felt it was the kind of position that you wanted. Mm -hmm. You weren't afraid to make those changes. And, mm -hmm. you know, for a lot of us, we get these kind of mental roadblocks and things, um, even if we may be suffering in a way where we, we, we just get challenged and don't feel like yeah. we can, you know, almost like we need permission to, right. to do that. And so I, I like that you, you know, you, you were able to see that and, and really put your yourself first for what you needed and, and make those changes. And then the other thing you mentioned was about your long-term mentor. A, a lot of what I talk to people about too, are your resources. 
because you know we can think we're going to do all of these things but without the proper resources without the proper guidance then that can be a challenge and so you know that's great that you you've been this high level executive but yet you still have a mentor and someone that you follow you know with who helped to guide you and help to give you great information be a great resource to you Mm And I have several, you know, I have him and there was a couple other people that I met at the, in that organization. And another one of whom is just this incredible woman who is, you know, she just retired maybe a couple of years ago as a general counsel. She and her husband had run their own business for a while. She, I mean, this woman is like serious boss and she became not only a mentor of mine, but such a dear friend. And so I still will call her every once in a while and say, okay, now look, here's what here's what I'm thinking. And we've had that relationship where there have been times in her career where she needed me and there've been times in mine when I needed her. And I think that's the piece about mentorship that people miss is it is a relationship. It is two way. So if you're looking for a mentor and there's somebody you really want as a mentor, what value are you adding to them? It shouldn't Mm -hmm. just be what they give to you. What can you give to them? And that's what builds a true mentoring relationship. Yeah, I I love that. That that's a, a wonderful tip too. Yeah, yeah, that that you're beyond just you know getting advice, but you're making a connection and, yes. and yeah, yeah, solid connection there. And so one of the things, Oral, that we've discussed before is that you experienced a, a health challenge too, and that yes. also helped you to make some other big bold decisions. So just yes. share it with us a bit of that. Sure. So what I realized by the time I got ready to leave and I was, I was seeing myself in the mirror. I was looking at how I was feeling. I was not sleeping well. I literally did not sleep on a Sunday night for five years, five years. I just did not sleep. And I gained at least 60 pounds. My lasting gift from corporate America was type two. And I thought I am not going out like this. Now there, there were a number of people on my dad's side of the family who have type two diet controlled. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But still, this is something that is avoidable. It's something that's controllable. And what I recognized was I was giving so much to this organization. I was in constant conflict. I was constantly battling just mess um, because in many ways it was just a hot mess. And I just decided, you know, I I went home December for Christmas, December of 2016, and I was looking at my family and I'd had a cousin tell me months before, like, you know, are you okay? Cause you really, it doesn't seem like you're present, right? Are you really able to be present? Mm -hmm. And I wasn't, I mean, I was hanging out, but I was not present. There was always something else in my mind and I was traveling crazy. You know, I had agreed to 50% travel, ended up being 80 by the time I left. And that's not only domestically, but globally. And that really wreaks havoc on your body on yeah. the time change, right? And and not eating regularly. And and I'm, I tend to be an under eater. So for those of you who think, well, I'll just eat less and, and that's why I'll lose. I am an under eater and gained at least 60 pounds, right? I don't, mm-hmm. I, I've been in therapy forever. I love my therapist. Um, and so I don't know the number anymore. I had to stop looking at the number because it, for me, it was a obsessive compulsive kind of thing, right? The number just gave me so much agita. And so I had to learn with body dysmorphia to really pay attention to how I felt. Mm-hmm. How did my clothes fit? How was I moving, right? And pay attention to those things that were not 
external, not the aesthetics. And so when I recognized that I was so tired, I wasn't sleeping, I was in constant conflict and I was having these health issues because I've been relatively healthy most of my life. You know, I don't have blood pressure issues. I don't have cholesterol Mm -hmm. issues, none of those things, but this blood sugar thing was a problem. And I'm not trying to lose my eyes or my toes or my leg. I'm not going out like that. And I thought, not only am I not being present for my family, but I may not be here. And I'm just not okay with that. So I have to make a change. And that December, I decided I'm just done. I'm Mm -hmm. just done. And I went in in February and said, I'm done. Right. Right. I I resign and I give you till May. Right. But I'm, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we hear a lot now, especially about work-life balance, you know, how to get your work-life balance. What you were experiencing was truly, you know, trauma really from, from your, your job and your career. You know, the fact that you were traveling all the time, uh, the fact that you were going to different time zones and different countries that, you know, that impacts your sleep which in yes. turn raises stress and cortisol level. And mm-hmm. even though, you know, you may be trying your hardest uh, right. to eat healthy when you can, because travel also, you know, can make that a challenge yeah. too with finding healthy food. Yes. And it sounds like it just all, you know, compounded um, yeah. on you into that, into mm-hmm. diabetes uh, development yes. there. Yeah, it's it's a lot. And, and I think we have a tendency to not pay attention If you're frustrated with your weight, taking more medications than you'd like to, have been told that you are at risk for the development of a chronic preventable disease, or just are not feeling in the best of health, then I'm talking to you. Why? Because you're tired of fat dieting. You know it's time for a change and you want a sustainable plan to improve your health. If you have found yourself at this place in life, well, I have developed a program that's just for you. It's called The Essence of Health, and it's your prescription for transformation. My goal with this program is to give you the tools needed to create sustainable lifestyle changes within a group coaching setting, along with one-to-one individualized coaching to give you a personalized path to health that's just for you. The benefits are priceless, so join today. Head on over to eohcoaching.com to learn more. The essence of health is in you. And I tend to be extremely self-aware. And I'm one of those people that I will go to the doctor. If something's not right, I will go to the doctor. I'm not trying to wait. Well, maybe it'll take care of... Look, this hurts. <laughs> this yeah. isn't working. This is not normal. We got to figure out what this is. So I don't have any problem doing that. My mom's actually a retired surgical nurse. And so we grew up paying attention, right? So I don't have any mm-hmm. issue with that. But what I realized was one, I don't like to take anything, anything. And so the more they started talking about what I was going to have to take and what I was going to have to do, I'm like, I just, this is not the lifestyle that I want, right? And so I have a choice. And that's what I tell my clients all the time. Even in business, you have a choice. Companies will make you think you don't. And they'll have, depending on who you're working with, they'll do those golden handcuffs, right? They're paying you so much money. There's no way you're going to leave. I, when I made the decision to leave and you guys hear me, I'm not independently wealthy. I'm not, I had been putting away a lot of money um, because I was making good money, um, but I was by no means independently wealthy. But when I decided to go, I decided to go and I'd figure it out. And so when you get to that point, I just want to encourage all of your listeners to say, make a plan. Now, you know, if you're in danger, you need to just get out and figure it out. But if you can't just make a plan and, and, and know that you have a choice, your choice may be, you know what, I'm going to stay here a minute, but my, my, 
idea is I'm going to keep working, but I'm really going to be putting my plan together. So I'm ready to go. Or it may be, you know what? This is so bad that I am just going to go. And I know me, I will figure it out. Mm -hmm. Or you know what? I'm just ready. I've had my side hustle going for a while and it's just time. So just know that you always have a choice. They may be good choices, they may be bad. Some might be ideal. Some may have a little tweak to them, but you have a choice. You just have to decide whether or not you want to take advantage of that choice or not and when you want to, but you have it. Don't let anybody tell you, you don't have a choice because you do. Yeah, that, that is so very true. Um, and, you know, I, I love that you, you recognized too, uh, that, that, you know, you did have that choice and that you, it wasn't the lifestyle that you wanted to live in. It wasn't how you wanted to have to deal with diabetes in that way. And that you knew that, you know, you had to make this change and that you, you took that, um, that leap. Uh, was there a certain point where you just weren't feeling your best that just really kind of even propel that more forward for you? You know, really, again, it was at December, you know, when I got home at December for that Christmas and I was so tired and I was just irritated and I love my family. Right. And I was just irritated by their mere presence, right. That somebody else was breathing my air. Now I'm introverted anyway. And I've learned over the years of knowing myself that when I get up first thing in the morning, I need quiet time, right. I don't need to be talking and engaging. And I'm, I'm a morning person. I'm up early, you know, four, four 30. But I don't need to need to engage that early. I need to, you know, pray, meditate, get myself yeah. together. Have, have your moment of peace. Have my moment of peace yeah. before I have mm-hmm. to go people. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. day. And so when I realized that I was so frustrated with them, just their mere presence, that everything they said irritated me. My temper was short. When I realized I was doing the same thing with my team at work, I just didn't have the patience that I normally had. And I was pretty honest with them. I'm like, guys, I don't have it today. I need you to just, just know it's not you. I am just, I'm fighting a ton of battles and I just, I can't today. And when I heard myself saying that, when I was feeling that, that's not how I wanted to feel. It's not how I wanted to live. And it was most certainly not how I wanted to lead. So it was time. It was just time. Yeah. 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 It happens to, to a lot of us. I've even, you know, spoken with clients who are, are really just struggling uh, with these, these jobs that they are working uh, and people do, they, they just continue to, to go through the motions knowing mm-hmm. that they aren't feeling well. And meanwhile, your, your health does tend to, you know, will continue to suffer with that, especially yes. somebody with blood sugar issues, yes. uh, because, you know, we know about the way that our body responds. And one yes. of those ways is that it will make it really, really challenging to control your blood sugar if yes. you are still under that, that level yes. of stress. So once you made this transition out of uh, your corporate job, mm-hmm. what other changes that did you then implement to improve your health? Um, it took me a while, right? And and I would tell people, if you are jumping out of corporate into entrepreneurship and you're coming out of a toxic situation, give yourself a minute because I didn't do that. When I left the job before, I like took about six months to kind of rest and get myself together. I did not do that. I was like, I'm out of here, December, 2017. Mar- by March, 2018, everything's gonna be done. <laughs> and so just the stress of entrepreneurship is different. And I came out in 2018, the pandemic hit in 2020, right? So I'm just going into six years of this business. And so, you know, for me, it was, there was a a huge, like I left one crazy to dive into another crazy because when you come out and it's just you, I mean, I am single, no kids, I'm here by myself. And, and I love that. I'm not, I'm not complaining about that. 
Uh, but that's a lot of time by yourself in your head. Right. Especially when you're introverted, because I'm not trying to be around a whole lot of people. And right, my, right. this pandemic didn't bother me as much as it bothered a lot of folks, <laughs> right? Because I can stay at home. Yeah. Um, but it, it, for me, it was that, okay, now I've got a lot of stuff coming at me. I'm trying to figure out this business. All of that stuff that you've been burying and not addressing, that's you, comes up it's when that happens. Yeah. And luckily, like I said, I've been in therapy for a long time. And, and I'm not, you know, I'm not crazy. And I think we need to start lab- stop labeling people that oh, way. Oh, exactly. Um, yeah. Everyone can use a, a therapist. We, we, we all have things. We, we Honey, can work through. Hunty. Yeah. We yeah. all have things. <laughs> yeah. uh, we all have stuff. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it, working through a lot of those things that I hadn't really addressed in a long time um, and being forced, you know, full frontal with those things. That was part of it, really getting at this body dysmorphia and changing the way I thought about things and the way I saw myself. And then honestly, really working with my doctors and getting to an endocrinologist and figuring out what we were going to do and, you know, what kind of med did we need to be on? Because it got, it got pretty bad. And so not insulin control, but definitely some of those, um, those medications and and I have a needle phobia. Mm. And so even at one point I was doing uh, one of the injections, right? Um, Weekly. And, and had to go. So here's another thing why I said, I can't do this one. It's expensive. And it was more it expensive for me because I was literally going into my doctor's office every two weeks to get this injection. Cause I can't give myself yeah. a shot. What? Yeah. Give yourself a shot. That is not happening. Yeah. Right. Wearing the meter. They had to put the meter on y'all. Look, yeah. I'm being really vulnerable here. I can't, I know I'm grown, but needles freak me out. And so I just knew going through all of that, I'm like, we, we have got to figure this out. And so I ended up continuing with my trainer. I had the most phenomenal trainer. I'd always been kind of working out, but, but the stress, you can't outwork the stress. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and if you're not eating well too. So for me, it was that combination. So I was able to really work with my trainer. I went to plant-based, which was great for me. Uh, because I don't enjoy eating. I like food, but I don't enjoy the process of eating. I hate feeling full. So I can't do volume. It has to be really um, high calorie dense foods for me. So I don't have to eat as much. Um, And I know some sensitivities, right? I'm highly sensitive to carbs. I'm highly sensitive to some, some specific things. I can't do mushrooms, right? There's some things that I learned. And so by working very closely with some physicians that have been with me since I moved back to Texas in 2009, who know me and who know that I know my body really well. And I don't just, I'm not alarmist. I just know when something's not right. And with my trainer, I mean, my village, I use it intentionally. My village has my trainer, my therapist, my physicians, you know, everybody's in this village. Everybody knows. I'm like, if you need to know, yeah. you call the other one. I'm giving you permission to yeah. talk. Um, and so I, with all of them, I was able to really get focused on feeling better and doing what I needed to do to feel better. And oh, by the way, that includes food. That includes getting water in. That includes continuing to exercise. Because I, I actually like to work out. I like that burn and my anxiety needs sometimes that energy expulsion. But I needed the whole combination. And I'm still not perfect. I mean, I, I lost right. a ton of weight pretty quickly. And so 2022, I was very much a settling year. So now I'm like, okay, we got to get back down because I think I put on about five put back on about five. I'm like, we had to get that off and get back down to where I want to be. But your body, when you lose that quickly needs to to settle. And so I would tell people that for me, for me, it was that deep awareness and a willingness to be, um, a willingness to go through the pain of change to eliminate the pain of how I was feeling. So as they say, pick your pain, 
right? And I didn't want to feel that way anymore. And I certainly didn't want to leave out of here before it was my time. And I just decided to do some things. And I had, I put a team around me. I put people in my village who understood me well enough to know, don't just tell me, go just drink more water. Just do, you know, do 12 more reps. Mm -mm. I found a trainer who understands injury, who understands weight and challenge, who knows how and when to push me, who knows how to um, challenge me when she can tell something is really hurting versus it's just uncomfortable. I found doctors who listen, who let me come every two weeks and get an injection and just right. charge me for a nurse's visit, right? Mm-hmm. You have to find those people around you who support your journey to health, not your journey to weight loss, not your yeah. journey to whatever, your journey yeah. to health. And that's what I found. And I just, I just made a decision that I have a choice in how I want this life to be lived. And, and that means I have to do something. Yeah. And I did. Exactly. You have a team because Mm -hmm. it it does, you know, for, for healthcare and for optimal healthcare, a lot of times it it does, it takes a team, you know, you you have your, your trainer, you may have someone, you know, helping you with the nutrition side and you have your doctor and you may have another doctor, another specialist, Mm -hmm. you know, for something else. But it takes, you know, all of those individuals working together and then you as yes. the patient too, listening yes. to the, the different input from those individuals so that you can optimize your health. And yes. so, yeah, that that's definitely a really important thing that you mentioned there in terms of having a team. One of the other things you, you noted on, and it's something I, I talk about too a lot when I give um, talks, uh, is about the cost. Because a lot of times, you know, I start talking to people about uh, plant-based nutrition and how you should eat a healthier diet. And it's a it's a myth out there that people say, oh, it costs, it's so expensive to eat healthy. But like you said, you had to go to the doctor multiple times. And so all of those co-pays, all of those yes. insurance bills, those things add up. Uh, yes. The cost of insulin and injectable medications, yep. those things add up, you know, and then the cost of missed work. If you were still working, yes. corporate, you know, you would have had to miss days. And so if you yep. compare the costs, it's, it's much more costly to, yep. to be suffering from these things versus yes. eating healthy and preventing or reversing these conditions. And so, yeah, good for you for, you know, really kind of taking that bull by the horns, as they yes. say, I mean, taking charge of that and and, mm-hmm. and doing what you, you needed mm-hmm. to optimize your health uh, and to get there. Now that implemented those changes, so how are you now since uh, doing those things, going plant-based and, uh, you know, sleeping better since you left that previous uh, type yeah. of work and working with your trainer? How are you feeling nowadays? You know, I do feel better. And and yet it ebbs and flows. And so I think that's another thing I'm sure you talk to your patients about too, is, you know, nothing is perfect and life is life. Life is lifing sometimes, right? And so we all have those challenges, whether you're in corporate or whether you're in entrepreneurship, you're going to have those valleys. And so there are times when I'm like, I just can't do this. I, I get into dorsal, right? That freeze mode where all I want to do is just sit in bed and I don't want to do my row and I don't want to do my mobility and I don't want to drink the water because I don't consume a lot of liquids anyway. I had a doctor years ago tell me, you're going to turn to a piece of beef jerky. You got to drink some water, (laughs) right? And I just, I just don't consume a lot of liquids. And so forcing myself to do some of those things. So now, you know, I am still, I'm by no means perfect, but I do feel better. And because I did the work, I am also aware right? I have better triggers. I don't tend to have hunger triggers because of what I did to myself years and years ago, right? The whole bulimia thing, the anorexia thing, I just, you know, I did all Mm -hmm. the things and I don't tend to have hunger triggers. 
So I have to pay attention and do things like having a, a little note on my phone that says, okay, you need to eat. I know now that my body does better and actually will let weight go when I eat every four hours. Right mm -hmm. now, I might just grab some crackers and peanut butter, or I may just do a fruit and peanut butter, or you know, a little teeny bit of quinoa instead of rice, because mm -hmm. quinoa is better for my blood sugar and my mm -hmm. system than rice. Mm -hmm. I just need more protein when I'm doing heavy workout. I just learned those things. And, and I sleep better when I'm doing plant-based. And when I need more protein, I'm careful about the protein. This is not about deprivation, but it is about really being at least 95, 98% of the time kind of on your game. So yeah. I feel much better when I do that. And, um, and I just try when I have those moments to just say it was a moment, it right. was a moment, have the rice Krispie treat. It's your birthday. Have the rice Krispie treat. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. If you yeah. find yourself doing a lot of soda, I did the way I weaned myself off of some of that. Cause I don't, again, I don't tend to drink a lot of stuff, mm -hmm. but every once in a while you need that carbonation. And before you know it, you're like drinking a soda every day or every lunch. So I started with, okay, well then we're just going to get tonic water because it's still bubbly, right? still got a little bit of sugar is. in it, right? And then I went to Perrier, which I love. I love sparkling mm -hmm. water. And then I went to regular water. So you just kind of, you find your way to right. wean yourself off. But when I do that, it, I feel better when I'm paying attention, when I'm working out regularly, when I'm doing my row. Um, and when it tires me out, that helps me sleep better. Right. Yeah. 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 You said there one life happens. Life definitely yes. happens and life definitely will happen as long as we're living. It will. Yes. Uh, but the key there is sustainable and sustainable tools. So for yes. you, you know, it sounds like even when you get those challenging times where you, you may not necessarily be on, you know, that track right. to uh, where you were, you still already have those, those tools in your tool yeah. belt that, you know, that will get you back to feeling your best um, as you felt right. before. And that will get you back to optimizing your health. Uh, and that's one of the things, you know, that I really like to focus on with my clients is, is sustainability with yes. that, because like, you know, we said, it's, it's not about you know, biggest loser, losing as much weight as you can. And these things it's, it's about health. And then about preventing and reversing these chronic diseases and keeping you at a state of health and wellness and just, yeah, really having those sustainable tools there. Yeah. Uh, even when it comes to diet in some previous episodes, I mentioned before, there were studies that were done uh, regarding plant-based eating uh, and plant predominant diet. And so, you know, for a lot of folks, they do, they, they, they don't go 100% plant-based, right. but what studies have shown is that still, if you're doing this, you know, 85, 90% of the time yeah. where you're getting a plant diet and you're predominantly eating uh, plant-based unprocessed foods, then mm -hmm. you'll still get, you know, a lot of those benefits. You'll still be reducing your risk for cardiovascular disease mm -hmm. and improving your overall health and wellness. So they have this thing where they can't even get started because it's right. like, uh, I'm not going to eat any tofu or, oh, I don't want to, you know, eat beans or this, yeah. that, or the other, but it's not about being perfect. It's right. just, you know, most of the time, let's just get some more plants on your plate. Yeah. So it, that, that is that's an important thing that you said. Find your trick, right? Like for me, if I was having a real sugar craving, I go to the store, I buy the sugar. As soon as I get home, I put it in my pantry. What I found about me is if I put it away and don't see it, I don't remember it's there. So I'd end up not consuming it, but it was like the act of knowing it was there, like knowing I could get it if I wanted it, took away the craving. Now that won't work for everybody because right. uh, I tell my trainer that she's like, no, ma'am, if it's in my house. <laughs> yeah, then it's eaten. Yeah, <laughs> it's eaten. It, for me, if it's in my house, but it's away and I don't see it, 
I don't even think about it. I found, I cleaned up my pantry. I found some cookies I bought two years ago. Forgot I had them, right? Package still closed. Yeah. So you, you have like your, your glass break in case of emergency break yes. glass. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. My survival pack. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's true though. You know, finding what works for you because yes. we are all unique individuals. Each of us were uniquely made, divinely made, and we are unique and there's no cookie cutter. There's no one size fits all. And if that, you know, works for you to, to just, yeah. just in your mind to know that in case of emergency, it yes. is there <laughs> you know? yes. and that reduces your stress. Then yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. It works. I don't know why, but it works for me. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) And now, so what would you tell someone else uh, who may be in the corporate arena or who may, you know, have some type of job right now that's just Mm -hmm. really stressing them out to a point uh, where they're starting to notice that they are developing health challenges? What message would you want to give to those individuals? So here's what I would say. Again, coming out of corporate, coming out of HR, you have a choice. And if you love what you do, right, you love your company or you love your boss, or you love your department. The first thing is to start with what is causing the stress for you? Is it just the department? Is it the work? What is the thing? Find that, identify that first and then make a decision as to what you need to do. You know, for me, I knew it was the, it was the entire organization. It was just toxic, right? And there, for me, and there were people there that I loved and I hated to leave that I learned a lot from that, that was really supportive for me but the overall just wasn't working for me. And so learn what it is that isn't working so you can decide if you can fix it where you are, if there's a way to fix it and get you back to even keel or not. And only after you do that, do you then start making a plan for what you want to do. But don't just, I always tell people, don't hurt you because you're mad at them. Don't Mm -hmm. just do something crazy because you're uncomfortable. Find out what it is that's a problem, determine why it's a problem, and then make a plan of what to do. And if you really are having some health issues, you must address that. You must address that. And and the only thing, the only thing companies owe you is a day's pay for a day's work. That's the only thing they really owe you. They do the other things because they want to keep people. Only thing you owe them is that work for that pay. You don't owe them your entire life. You don't owe them 24 hour service. You don't owe them missing everything that's important to you. You don't owe them not going to the, you don't owe them any of that, any of that. You need to know your culture. You need to know how to maneuver through things, but you do not owe them your life. They didn't pay for your life, right? They didn't pay for your life. Mm-hmm. And your value is greater than what they're paying you, right? Because yeah. that, that no one can pay you what you're worth. What they're paying you for is your experience and expertise. So figure out why you're uncomfortable, what it is that's making you uncomfortable, determine if it can be fixed. And if not, start to make a plan. That is a great message. And so thank you uh, for sure for sharing that. For our audience, how can my audience connect with you? Because you you definitely make a wonderful mentor for those thank folks who, who may be you know, considering a career move yeah. uh, and facing those challenges. So how can they connect with you? Well, thank you so much. They can find me on laurelrutledge.com. That's the easiest way. Everything Laurel Rutledge is there. The podcast is there. The fireside show is there. The radio show is there. You can find all Laurel Rutledge there. I am in the process of revamping and streamlining. I'm going to be doing something that will help people who are really in that career transition, but also focusing on women business owners. So those seven-figure business owners, that whole idea of strategy and process, you can't have a good people strategy without a good business strategy. And I need you to lead with your heart 
but act with your head. And so that's why I call it chief navigator. It's about navigation, right? That's what I do. That's my genius is seeing those dots, helping you connect them, helping you get a plan because whether you're building a business or a career is strategy and people. So find everything about me on laurelrutledge.com. Well, thank you so much, Laurel. I, I really, this was to, to have you on the show and to chat with you. And I just really appreciate your time and, and coming on the, the show today. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. I really appreciate it. Thank you for joining me today on the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast. Click the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform so that you never miss a moment of the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast. Check out the show notes to obtain your free tips for healthy living guide to get you started on your health and wellness path. Follow me on social media at Essence of Health Wellness Clinic on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and at dr.tw at eohwc on TikTok. Interested in becoming a member of the Essence of Health Coaching Program? Well, head on over to www.eohcoaching.com. The Essence of Health is in you.